1: Well, good morning, man. Uh, that's a privilege just to have you all here as an audience. And uh, I, I think you're going to struggle this morning just a little bit. I hope you have grace with me. But um, you're not going to come to hear like a lecture, like an LFBI class or anything like that. I think I'm going to speak from the perspective of our missions team. So our church here in MBT has a uh, a mission team. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, couples that run the missions things, uh, Pastor James is obviously one of them, is a person that I admi- uh, admire much, really, him and his wife and his family, how he uh, just engaged the mission in general has been a blessing. So what what you probably are going to hear this morning is basically the life of my pastors. I, I cannot summarize and I cannot tell you how to marriage or managing your marriage uh, for the missions. And I know there's a few singles here, so we all have to get something, but in your singleness, there's, there's still things that you can manage. But there's one thing that I wanna lay down here in your lab today, because I'm not going to give you the seven points to make your marriage success in the mission, or this is the three things that you should do uh you know uh managing your marriage because i cannot do that but i want to take a couple verses just to give you some direction so um i hope you uh you stay with me this morning so i just want to pray um and give you uh you know guys yeah just all the the uh praise just to be in here i think this is going to be a fun time so lord uh thank you so much just for your grace um how much you love us and how much you give us and how much you entrust us, Father, to, to go in the missions. And I'm uh, speaking from the perspective of being in, in a few countries around with my wife and, and my children. Lord, I just, uh, 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 I, I just hope my experience and maybe the, the things that I'm about to share, Lord, will bring glory and, and maybe uh, just some direction from somebody, something, some things that we need to consider. So Lord, I just uh, pray that you uh, humble our hearts and uh, just straighten my lips, Lord. That you give me grace, because obviously I'm, you know, like Sam's always said, I'm very good to to make people confused. And 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 I know, Lord, you can use this time and 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 the name of Jesus, Father. Amen. So for us, it's very uh, important just to understand, you know, the marriage is not something that we just do. You know, we don't get married just to try to find some sort of happiness, which I do believe happiness is should be found, right, in, in, in marriage. But uh, when we uh, uh, decide to get marriage, you know, there's this time of singleness. And I think Pastor James kind of laid down a little bit of principles yesterday. But I want to talk about um, the importance of managing a couple aspects, you know, in terms of marriage. We got a call that we can no uh, sacrifice period in my house and this is something that i noticed with my pastors there's always a set of rules that we need to establish this is what i tell my my family there is rules the rules can never change and i think the there's a lot of principles that we can use in terms of rules right we got doctrine we got things that help us to to navigate but there's the there's also roles right in singleness you will have a role you know and, and that role fluctuate because you know you can move around easy but when you get married you know uh that call that you receive will never change now the role can shift just a little bit because we're still in submission to the lord now if you're a female you know you come under your husband so that role have to you know switch a little bit but that doesn't mean like uh uh you know you have to reinvent anything is rules roles and then those roles will have responsibilities that is the successful and i want to use the word successful humbly because that's just what i see within my my pastors we don't wake up every day just to try to figure out because the call has been given every time that you breathe everything that you do should come with some set of rules roles and responsibilities and man if you have been here all night man i i we hear good stuff here i mean last night it's just amazing i mean there's things that we need to give to the lord and try to make sure that we don't make anything happen but we need to manage in that you know And, and and it's important so marriage just to make my first point and i i I don't know i don't want to say that i'm the original and 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 this james you can move it but marriage is the mission for the mission then i know it sounds kind of weird and spanish makes sense i hope this makes sense i don't ask my wife to check my my powerpoint or anything i should but marriage is the mission for missions because i think when we go into missions we we have this perspective you know especially when you uh when you get married you know uh when 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 we go to missions we have this idea that the missions are going to look like this but we forgot that the first mission that first mission trip that we have is marriage and i'm going to pull here a principle here very soon since genesis that i think we sell these as pastors preachers has a you know, a uh, 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 way to say that that was the, the how God established family and stuff like that. But I want to challenge you with, with just something else, because we have to understand that ministry and missions will suffer unless this is a reality for us. And I'm assuming, knowing the audience, you're here because you probably got married, or uh, maybe, uh, you know, you want to get married, I mean, I hope, I think it's a good thing. But if you're thinking about that, or if you already just got married, you have to know that before you're thinking in the out out amount, like, you know, the international or the, you know, uh, local emissions, you have to get uh, literally engaged in this first uh, uh, mission that is the heart of your wife or your husband. There's so much uh, ministry that gets damaged by hiding truth, by living a life that really don't glorify God, so again, I'm speaking from what I see from my pastors. It's just a privilege just to see the amount of en- engagements that they have, because I know they love their spouses, and that is the first mission that so I know. oh, well, I, no, no, we're not coming here to a, a, a marriage conference because that's not what I'm doing. But I'm saying this because it really matters the way how you are going to engage the person that is with you in terms of missions, and especially when you go internationally. I remember Pastor James telling us stories about uh, the difficulties that he's uh, uh, spent in Pakistan. Man, when you're in a country that is just you and your wife, and you've been fighting all these times since you got engaged and dating, and you cannot get along, then you know what happened. The mission gets punished that there's no gospel because our attention is trying to resolve the things and that the, the we're trying to do. And again, I'm not saying that I'm the expert in managing my marriage for missions. I'm speaking from a, from a humble heart saying I'm still working in this. But you know what we need? We need pastors, leaders, brothers and sisters that just encourage us to understand what is our mission. It is important We're losing churches, ministries, Uh, people is getting lost because of the lack of this principle. And like I said, I don't know, maybe somebody says this before, but I want to take credit this morning. Marriage is the mission for the mission. That's where you start. Look what the Bible says in Genesis. Because I think we we have the tendency to, to sell this passage a little bit different, but but the Bible says, and I hope you're familiar. I mean, if you're not familiar with this, my goodness. But the Bible says in Genesis two twenty four, therefore shall a man leave his father in his mother. That there's a sacrifice to start on. That's that's God's mentality. You know, I don't want to sexualize this because I can tell you right now, there's a lot of teaching, preaching, where you get these passages and man, one flood, you know, and, and we got engaged with that. Yes, there, there's consummation, sex, and such a great thing. And, you know, and singleness are like, yeah, I'm not there yet. But let me tell you, before you get there, there is a sacrifice that they have to take place in your life. Think about leaving mother and father. We have to leave something behind at some point. Now you might say, well, I don't have a father. I don't have a mother. I'm a, I was a, a, a kid that, you know, just grew up different. But still, there is a sacrifice because if you want to lead someone in missions, you have to win their heart. You have to win their heart. Otherwise, there's no missions. And shall cleave into his wife, and they shall be one flesh. The application obviously is to ministry better, to do missions better, is to multiply the call the Adam receive later as a single person. Yes, there's single people in the house. This is is the one thing that I think people left behind in teaching that one flush mean more than uh, intimacy, right? It, it, it means like when you become one flush with your husband, with your wife, you, you cleave. I mean, you literally cleave to, to, uh, to that person. You, you, you die to, to some things because in order to make decisions and in order for you to move that missions to the right place, your marriage have to represent what that means. It's being bond with the Lord so yeah we got creation done right at this point God God is making the earth you know Genesis 2 7 the Lord created man from the dust he's like this is what I'm making from the dust from nothing and immediately he planted a garden so this is God's mentality so this is why I'm saying that this verse is very critical so he created the garden there's there's a few trees out there but there's one tree that he says hey this is what you should not do so there's rules immediately see there's a call but the rules yeah i know you all know this right we got a bunch of students yeah i know you know this but we have to remember this because there's rules there's roles and there's a responsibility see what this is saying that god plays man up in genesis 2 7 for for you know with the idea to to have a to-do mind. It was not to just create a man and say, hey, you cannot eat about this, you know, you cannot touch uh, this tree for no reason. No. The reason of this creation that you all know already, it was to 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 put in the in, in the mind of the man a to-do thing. Okay, so let's split this: male, female, one flush. There's a to, there's a to-do still. There's things in marriage that my wife cannot do for me. Her call will never change. And for those of you know, that beautiful lady, can you stand up? That's my, my wife. Just in case, I mean, just so you all know, that's Nailene. She is my wife. She uh, a ministry to my heart. But anyhow, so there's a there's a, a, a you know river in the middle, there's this 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 beautiful garden, then there's animals and stuff, and 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 you know God God plays men with a to do mind. Verse 15 up in Genesis, because he he intend for men to not only have a to do mind, but you know what? To that one flush, to that original aspect that I'm talking, not only in Timothy the the to-do mind required in this context later on and we will see it is a is a teamwork and you cannot do the teamwork unless you you leave your your mom and dad and, and your things and you make the hard sacrifice to do missions when when pastor james left with his wife my goodness it was a loss for our church i literally was just coming starting the hispanic ministry in this church and i'm like how the heck this guy is going to go over like why they- but man is this engagement there's no rosie being forced there's no james complaining. there's no children bragging into the floor to just go they just go because the to-do mind is driven by the call, and the call is you know initially there's a garden there's some trees, there's the tree, there's a river, you know, there's a creation that needs to be managed. And that was the preparation. See, the fact that God put Adam up in the garden, it was because he placed it as a single man. That's how we all started, right? We, We start single. But we were placed for us to manage. Now, like I said, I cannot give you tips to manage your entire marriage and stuff, because this is not a marriage class or you know i'm just sharing a little bit of my testimony how two verses really changed my mind when i view these verses different genesis 2 15 and the lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it that is the to-do mind we got an audience here you have A to do things that God wants you to do. There's there God have never placed men just to just for us to figure out. It's with a mindset of 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 you know it's it's a gospel mindset. Man, I like what Brian Clark just was preaching last night. I mean, there's no way that we can sacrifice doctrine. There's no, I mean, we sanctification, my goodness. That's that's how the ministry gets done. There's a call, and, and that will never change. There's a set of rules that I have been given, not only to Adam, but to us. We got a 66 book. We got a gospel here on only two chapters. And God is like, yo, you got all the trees, man. You can do whatever you want to do. But this is this one thing that you cannot do. Preparation for the missions, because the one flush you got new. God knew that his creation, his helpmate was was uh, 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 coming for him. It is important. That is the goal. Is that making sense? I don't know. I mean, it's a, uh, it, you know, if we don't get these, these principles, it is important. Genesis 2, 24, again, we cannot sexualize these passes. We cannot one flush i mean i hear so many messages that just we that we just get uh, um no you went way too ahead yeah right there right there so we have to multiply the ministry that the lord give us and that is the goal this is why to understand that we were placed to be one flesh, one mind. I mean, we have to work in our marriages. We have to work in work in our relationships, understanding that our call is not just to for happiness. You know, we have to marriage this thing. We have to uh, uh, not only marriage right, but just marriage the the fact that our singleness have to die at some point, and we have to give ourselves to each other just to that effect of consummation. Really reach out to people. There, there's marriages that really are not representing what we are teaching and preaching and it's so difficult. I mean I'm not judging, but you know several times you 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 send people and after a while you know you got marriage broken. I mean I know missionaries that came back and, and Lord, help us because help us. we you and I can be in the same boat. but man, I know marriages that went out. And came back and it's this dysfunctionality this that is just insane. And let me use again one of my big brothers, my pastor. But when they came back, I believe there was a little bit of a struggle, right? When we address uh tomorrow, maybe something, you know, with with, with children that you know, I don't know. But there's a the struggles coming back, you know, when you re-enter, especially when you went internationally. There will be a struggles there, but but let me tell you, it's because the heart of God never changed in terms of the calling then we cannot do that sacrifice we have to be very careful now look 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 what the Bible says in Matthew 22 34 and 40 Matthew 22 and I know we all know this but I want to you know give you what the Lord gave me way back in terms of marriage so if you're not sing, uh, if you're not married you still can profit out of this if you're married please consider or or reconsider what i'm saying humbly so the bible says in matthew 22 34 40 but when the pharisees had heard that he had put the others to silence they were getting together then one of them which was a lawyer asking a question tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Right, We all know that question. Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And we make a pause and we, we always try to redirect people, you know, quiet time. This is a relationship with the Lord. We just don't wake up and pretend that we're reaching the entire world no we must love the lord we, see our call never change but let me tell you the 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 rules the set of rules that has been given to us through scripture we need to memorize that pastor clark said yesterday we need to be doctors in theology or maybe it was with the man you know uh we want to hear counseling from doctors you know like and doctors mean people that know the scripture not just a a a random guy that is googling everything and try to figure out counseling. no we must know the scripture we need to be faithful for this that's what we sanctify that's why we establish that relationship thou shalt love the lord with all thy heart man the, the only way that you can know the the lord is diving into the book yes we know about the relationship with the lord we preach it we teach it i mean but it's hard to follow daily it is the hardest thing i think lfbi re- require most likely a class that they talk about a relationship with the lord right because 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 we know the greatest commandment but this is what i'm going this is the first and greatest commandment that's verse 38 and 39 and the second is like into thou shall love thy neighbor has thyself and that thyself that's what i want to talk here for a second because i i just never saw that in my life until i really have to apply it okay so let me so let me speak from my heart here how can you love your neighbor bless you how can you love your neighbor if the love for what god entrusts you which is your your legs your 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 mind your body your your you know your way to behave so if you cannot love thyself and 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 i'm not preaching selfishness here like hear me out please i'm but let me tell you if you cannot love what god give you first that aspect of the one flush that we're talking early that, like I said, people most likely sexualize, like, oh, this is, you know, let's get married, let's own babies and intimacy, and then we do a full theology on that. No, let me tell you, you will not be able to be one flush unless thyself take place in your life. Because unless you consider that at least God gives you something to manage, then managing marriage and missions, we're way far, like, we're, we're, we're way far. You cannot manage what you cannot love. That's the problem. If you don't love the fact that God made you who you are, how you are, and where you are, then we're not talking. What about the neighbor? If it's all about my culture and it's all about my expectations and the things that I want to reach out, then let me tell you, the mission never changes in God's eyes, ever. Like I said, since Genesis, man is placed in a garden there's a few rivers right there's a there's a set of rules there's a role for the man in singleness then he present the the bride to to Aaron right but there's responsibilities so thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself so Thou shall love thy neighbor. That's the mission, and God have never changed the fact that He loves souls. That's His heart. And thyself, take it back or take us back to Genesis two twenty four. I just wrote it down here. But thou shalt man leave his father and his mother, and they shall cleave into his wife, and they should be one flesh. Guys, let me give you the the good or bad news. But we got people married without affection for the things that God give us. And it's that simple. So I told you, you're not coming to a marriage conference here. This is just sharing my experience. But I have to realize very quick that my fatty nose is what God give me. And a bald head, that's what God give me. And I'm sure I wish I can be in better shape, but uh, I'm not. And, uh, and sometimes that gives me lack of contentment that's what happened i look at james and i'm like such a skinny guy look good looking has a bunch of hair and i like his beard and everything And i'm like man i'm missing my hair i'm i'm, I'm a chubby dude and i'm like but let me tell you if if, if if thyself is not the thing that i love the most think about it then you get married how can you express love compassion to your spouse because this is what happened because the lack of of Acceptance on your image and what God entrusts you. It's no getting to your heart, like if you don't have love for who you are, then how do the we are going to love the person that is next to us? That So hear me out. That's where marriage get damaged. That's why, guys, we, we hear all the time, people they go in missions and return quick because there's no exercise seat. Dying self involve exercise involve a budget involve uh care you know it, it takes sometimes a little bit of uh whatever the ladies use a little bit of something maybe if it's necessary maybe it takes a little bit of exercise we but it takes a lot of men working hard to be a provider because then now your wife is not eating rightly and there's all of obs- you know there, there's the dying self take both ways female and male and and that is that is why so let me say this again but marriage is the mission for the mission marriage is the mission for the missions this is the most critical thing that god give us and there was a preparation god give us a life that we must love and in, in, in order for us to have healthy and functional relationships, and in order for the gospel to have free course, you have to love what God gives you. And that is my problem. That, you know, we, we teach Genesis 2, well, you know, and you became one flesh. you know, and we have the tendency just to sexualize that, that passage. And I'm like, to be one flesh, there's a lot more that, that requires not only intimacy, but you have to die to yourself lack of contentment is killing churches right now because we're not happy we got married and we're not taking care we're talking about intimacy you know when you're talking about marriage counseling 90 of, of of marriage counseling is lack of intimacy and why well, the person is not taking care and you know god god give you something and, and 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 then we' we're, we're losing families entire churches that is it is ridiculous Guys, things to consider again there's nothing new next one James but um there is a call guys since I know the Bible and I know we're a bunch of theologians here like we all know the scripture praise God I'm I'm humble to submit to you that we're equal here but the things that we need to consider within the call is that there's a set of rules, roles, and responsibilities that we have to consider always. And I want to repeat that. So I, you know, I tell my my uh, daughters always, and and we got a song now. Um, I mean, it's an older song, it's an adopted song, but yeah, uh, you know, we tried to integrate this brother, he's 17, he's with us now. And and you know there's a lack of rules in his in his weight, you know he's an adopted son, he lost the family, et cetera, but man, it's you know the the set of rules are are things hard for us to follow because we don't understand the role that we that we play most of the times and 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 I think in missions that's why we have to not redefined, but we have to have clear understanding of our role, you know, after that we know that call, because I want to talk a little bit of call now, so there is a call, but within the call, in marriage, we all have to get that role, and I want to give you a, a verse that really helped me, this thing is going crazy here, but go to First Corinthians 7 20, in my mind, and in, in my opinion, when we're talking about a call, this is the verse that summarizes the, the calling. It, it, it really, not just because it's in First uh, Corinthians chapter 7, which is talking about marriage, but mm. just the content of, of this verse, it, it, it really challenged me because it just put things in perspective in my heart. So the Bible says in First Corinthians 7, 20, let every man you know, female, uh, um, male, abide into the same calling wherein he was called. So, okay, how'd that look like? So, you know, Paul is talking about marriage. He know, there is a, he, he understand that this is a, a a very difficult topic, you know, so he is approaching singleness, you know, but so within the same calling the same occupation that you got called. So where you were, so just remember the day of your calling or your salvation, right? That 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 call, Paul is not suggesting to stay where you are, and have a poor mentality. But within the call that you receive, your profession, maybe the rank of life or work or whatever, you know, just be a disciple. But that calling will not change we have to stay there but the problem is that we lose that desire of that first love that call the bible says like every man in the same calling what is the calling is the fact that god called us to do missions yes it is the gospel that will never change Saint genesis it has never changed but we need to abide but I'm going back to the same thing, you know, that I was talking early. Unless you love what God gives you, that calling will turn only in a, in a fake expectation. But why I don't have this? Why my husband in this way? Why my wife in this way? Because you don't got the call. And again, you have to go in and study this. This is not a class of theology. This is not a class of marriage. This is just a little bit of my heart. Just what I consider that is necessary, but the call can never change. And Paul is speaking within the context of marriage. It cannot change. He's telling us to, to basically remember that first love, to just abide and stay where you are. Because this is what happened. Well, I'm assuming this audience, you know, we all got saved. We feel like we received that calling to go ye, make disciples, you know, baptize, the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy. But then what happened is we we stay there. And and we forgot that what God really give us is something that He He never intended to negotiate, and it's the call to go and love thy neighbor thy neighbor as you love thyself, technically. And the gospel will always be uh, interrupted because of the lack of contentment that we have. You know how many hours pastors spend in counseling? Just things of, just personal opinions and hours. Because the abiding and the same calling, is not talking about a different calling, it's the gospel. You were called to repent, you were called to do changes, and then and within your occupation, profession, you understand what is your role, to just please your husband, you know, your your spouse. So then, that calling doesn't get affected. It's just a mutual representation of Christ in the same calling, in the same calling. We need Christians that are professionals, professors. We need Christians that go out to work and deliver goods to, to people. We we all we know we cannot just have pastors. Pastors need leaders, but we need people that they represent Christ, but the 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 call never changed. So Paul is like, hey, listen. So let every man abide in the same calling. So, okay, if you were a camper, carpenter, is that a good word? Carpenter? Or well, let me use something else. So if you're a mechanic, so stay where you are. It's okay. Be content. You know what I'm saying? Like There's no change in here. It's like, you know, now, Paul well, is calling us to repent, you know, to consider that. But like that calling, man, that first love, man, when you were full of grease, fixing cars and stay there, let's just stay there. So then when you, when you get married, you know, when you get there, then now you're like, okay, so if the call is to love thy neighbor, neighbor have thyself. So if I have to love everybody, like I love my, myself, but Lord, I don't love the way how you make me. But then, then let's pray that God, God, Fire up yourself to just love what he entrusts you. Then the day of the wedding, then you show up and you make your bouts and everything, and you know that you're committed. My marriage is not perfect by any means. Hey, bro, what time have to get done with this thing? Is that a... Yeah, okay, so we got time. So now I forgot where I was going. Oh, so when I got... So when I got married, you know, uh, man, I went to my wife and I just told her how bad I was. And, you know, and, and uh, but, but there was one thing. When I got married, I know that my wife, she was a bad man. I, like, like, there was no negotiation, you know. And I told her, hey, listen, I'm going to go here, there. I know God called me to be a pastor. I want to be a missionary. I want to serve the Lord. Just, just whatever that looked like. You know, I I don't think I was thinking about being a pastor, but I have that desire, and I hope you all men should have that desire at least. But man, I, I just don't remember a, a a single day that my wife uh, has been negotiating with the Lord that calling. There, there's no. I mean, we have hard days, right? There's there's hard days up in marriage. That's why you got groups of people, you know, that you get together and you, you know just talk about the, the things that are hard, but there have no been a time that these verse have no been a reality. Insane for me. I wake up usually early, and I dive in my scripture, and I turn around, the coffee's ready. Um, she's already diving in the word. I don't have to push that, because we knew we, we knew when we got married, by the way, we were single, we already knew what we want to do. So if you're single, that's the thing that you need to consider that if we are called you can no marriage with someone that is going to negotiate that calling. And 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 one thing that I tell single people is like cuz I got, you know, man, we got a we got a huge college career class, you know, and sometimes I had uh, conversations, you know, and and uh, you know, people people well man i want to get married but but there's so many things that i that they still know want to compromise to just get there you know and then now we we have to do some other counseling out of you know maybe weaknesses but like the problem is that that weakness usually turn because we have never got the on the, the clear understanding of this so the call for salvation for every man is for us to sanctify uh, sanctify we have to and, and 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 just remember i mean but um uh you have to stay with that first love and that's what i really admire with my wife that she stay there there there's problems there's situations they kind of like Trunk us, you know, and you're like, oh my goodness, this thing of marriage. Then you got kids and everything, but man, it's there's no negotiation for what God gives us. Is is work hard. Is to know that my wife, when we got married, she knew the call with her set of rules. Cause there's rules that we don't change, but her role has been always to please her husband, which is me, and I appreciate that i am a pastor in this church not a full-time i'm like james we just work we got jobs we're ten makers and, and but man you you know the the like the success that i have in my work is because that lady caused me non-headaches and i say these i mean there's headaches for 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 other things you know the, you know you you get married like the other day i bought a so I bust on shorts and I show him, hey, I, got, I I I ordered these shorts. And she's like, ah, okay. So when I got the the uh, the shorts and she's like, oh yeah, they don't look like the ones in the picture that, that you showed me. I'm like, yeah, that was a good model guy to, you know, so I got a little bit of headache. I'm like, I know I need to get exercise done. And it's like, you know, that kind of stuff in marriage happened, but you know, there there is headaches like like I spent time with James and Rosie yesterday and uh, Todd Franks and his wife. And we were talking and Rosie show up with this sweatshirt that she made with her hands and, you know, for uh, Pastor James. And I can tell like, you know, hey, hey, just model this thing. And James put it on, you know, and it's like, man, there's a, so there's a desire for, for the spouse to please the husband, you know, because the, the, the calling is, is been there always, you know, there's a love for, for herself first of the things that she do because her role is just different. You know, it, it's just different. And, and that's something that we need to learn always. You know, there's going to be difficult times, difficult comments, difficult things, but your call will never change. So look what the Bible says in John 5, 17. This, so these have to introduce us to, to that role that we all have to take. But Jesus answering to them, my my father worked work it hitherto. to two. And I work, and I work, and I work. So the the question is, okay, we all have a call. Where is your role? I again in marriage these things look different. But the 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 role, the the role not only in marriage but in missions will always change Jesus' work according to the divine direction of the Father. And that true has been for all of us. We have to work with that, with the idea that hey, we got a divine instructions, di- direction. We got a set of rules, roles, and responsibilities that we have to do. So, what about Adam? Same thing. He was created in the garden according to the divine direction of the Father to dress it, to keep it, you know, to, 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 to uh, 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 lay down those rules, roles, and then and then she came and she enjoyed that ministry. So again, find that love for for thyself. Make sure that you love what God entrusted you, because that's the hard part in marriage, especially when you have to manage missions. You know, I don't combine not only manual work, but you know what. He also have a lot of intellectual work that needs to take place within his administration, because God made us a to-do people. So I mean, our soul have should have that mentality. So we have to start working in those areas. So we have to understand that our call will cannot you know, be uh, uh, something that we can negotiate marriage is for the mission is for multiplication right in the garden what a, what a god's mentality multiplication it is administration and either male and female need to find the place and how to follow that call that god give us now with that there is a role and again please i'm i don't have the three steps for the wife to find a role and for the husband but because the. That's not the point. I mean, I'm really sharing a couple verses that really help me. And like I said, I see these things in my pastors, and it's just great. But but let me give you a tip. And yes, I know we all know this. Ephesians 5, there's not a verse here, but you can write it down. Ephesians 5, uh, 21, 22. Just submit to one to another for the cause of Christ. Be submitted. There's things that I have to submit to my wife. Like we, I don't just do the budget you know, I, I literally work that with her. I make decisions that I have to submit. However, I know she's engaged with the Lord. You know, I know that we have, like I said, conversations, some, some are good, some are difficult. There's hard decisions with school, with the kids and all that. But at the end of the day, our submission is to Christ. And, and then I, I take every word that she gave me because I know she's submitted so maintain an internal perspective. We have to maintain that idea that what we're doing is for the eternal, is for that calling, is for the souls, because God loves soul, Solomon. 1 Corinthians 7, 21, 31. Talk about it. 1 Corinthians 7, 29, 31. I'm not reading it, but but the time is sure. This world will pass. These will pass. You're not eternal. But keeping an eternal mentality as you are right now, you either single or married, putting your eyes and and know this word because all these things will pass, will help us to go through the difficult times that then we can submit to one to another, you know? Know the true life is is found in, in, in Christ and that's it. We have multiple examples in the scripture, and I just want to give you one. But when you go to the Bible, you know, we can talk about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Just talk about marriage and decisions and how they operate. You know, you can talk about Moses and and Sapphira or is it Sapphira, Sapphira, Sapphira. So. So, Oh, you know her? Yeah. (laughs) That one. I can, in Spanish is totally different. I, I like more in Spanish that one. Ruth, boys, you know we got good examples. People talk about it, but I got my favor. I just got one that I really admire, and I think somebody mentioned it here. Uh, uh, but let me remind you this, because First Corinthians seven twenty introduced me to these couples that I'm about to mention to you. But this verse, let every man abide in the same calling where. He was called, this is a verse, the Priscilla and Aquila or Aquila. I don't know. It depends on how you want to read it. I guess I, 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 Aquila for me. Is Aquila? Aquila? Aquila. That sounds better. Okay. But they, these couples understood this, this cause. They understood the cause of Christ so well because they were engaged. See, the, the calling that they received, uh, you know, he wasn't a pastor and i know theology talk about you know that she was uh, a role model leader because uh, you know there's six mentions in the bible and four of them her name appears first and then his is just twice and two times his name comes first and we understand that maybe bible culture suggests that she was a leader because her name is always first or before the man. i don't buy into that stuff it is what it is i mean i think we can talk about it but But I will tell you right now, these couples knew their calling and their support that they have to do for the ministry. So if you're thinking about going, so if you say, man, I wanna be the next Pastor James, I just hear this morning about you trying to establish a church in Portland, right? And we need support, right? Is that what I'm hearing? So we need support that that, that ministry, beautiful thing. But no everyone is going to be, my my brother, no everyone is going to Pakistan but we can be priscilla and aquila look look what the bible says in acts chapter 18 1 to verse uh, three there's a bunch of priscilla's and aquila's that we need to reproduce in our churches and our marriages have to have that mentality where she knows what she's supposed to do he knows what he's supposed to do maybe i'm not going to be the next preacher or the next pastor that's okay but guess what? My calling has been given and entrusted to me. The functionality of these couples—if you do a little bit of a study—it makes sense. It makes total sense. So Acts chapter 18, one to three. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, and found a certain Jew named Aquila. Aquila, sorry, born in Pontus. Later, he came from Italy with his wife priscilla because that claudius had commended all the Jews to depart from rome and came into them verse 3 and because he was of the same craft he above with them and robbed by their occupations they were ten makers so again the call never changed you know what pal so you know what paul found and these people support these could have never so so think about it uh, i mean we got a couple marriage here let's just get real here okay so i want to do a, a quick well, let me start with you bro can you work just so let's say that you administrate like in a store can you work with your wife but yeah yeah sure but the thing is can that work, you know? So let me confess you, I don't know that I can wor- work with my wife. There, so work, so I'm not talking about ministry and stuff. So I'm talking about you own a business and you're, you're, you're ro- running that, mini- that, that work with your wife. I have to recognize that for me, it can be very challenging because I'm, I'm all around. So I, I'm a sales guy for, for career or that's what I do. I mean, never been to school—high school, college. So I'm, I'm just do things. I just go ahead and get it done. So I, I don't have the um, professional, structural mindset where you respect the an instructor. structure. I'm, I'm all over. I'm a, I'm a mess. I mean, I, I just get it done. If something needs to be done, I will get it done. My wife is very meticulous. She is when you messed up her, her day or agenda, she just you know, so I know it would have been hard for me to just have a business with her. I have to confess that. Can somebody else here be in my camp and say, man, I'm probably in your camp because I say, James, what about you, bro? Like business. So she had business. Rosie, hey, Rosie, let's get, so let's get honest here. So let's, let's just be, can you run your multiple businesses with your husband every day and him kind of like helping you to do your, your, I don't know. Can we get real here? Like, I don't know. I I, I need someone to, to say, huh? She'll say. So she say no. Okay. So she didn't say But but she's but she got a little red. Yeah, if I have to, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm yeah. My yeah, I'm I'm probably in that camp, but just, but again, there's nothing wrong. But the difference is, like, I could, I could have never done half of what I do in my ministry without these women sitting right, right. There's no way. That's like heck to the no. I can just not do anything. It would have been terrible. Like we just got our Christmas service, and I said, "This is what I need to do." I prepared my message, and I came back. We got over 150 people sit, and it, I don't, I barely did anything. And she delegated to several people. Somebody took over something. And I mean I know that everything went perfect, but let me tell you, I came to preach. We talk about heaven and there was salvations, and I had the freedom to just do my my part. However, if she have to come and work with me in, in a business, it, it it can be very challenging because it's just different. Now I am separating the, the ten maker mentality from the ministry, but is I do the reason that why I say all this is just because when you study the life of Priscilla and Aquila, there there's no uh, ministry. I mean, they're just doing what God called them to do. There's not a lot of data that you can get out of these couple, six references, and you can kind of like picture that they were help meets for, for the apostle Paul. But let me tell you, their occupation... Never change. So I want you to maybe just write down that occupation and go to First Corinthians seven twenty that we were reading early, and that calling that you received the 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 day that you had an occupation have not changed until this day. It's still the same. It's still the same. You you have that role that that, that hobby that. Heck, you know, like I said earlier, Rosie making that sweatshirt and all that, well, that's a hobby that turned into a business. She does the cookies and do some other things. Well, that doesn't change. When God called her, she got that desire. You know, my wife have different desires, and and it looks different for every person, but the calling in these couples have never changed. And I do admire that. They're one of my best friends, and I, like I said, I, I, I learn from them their dynamics, you know, they're very different, both of them. But when it comes down to missions and ministry, I believe I don't have to ask you guys. I know you guys work together. She sings, she writes music. He's one of the best preachers that I ever heard. That I can hear Pastor James for hours. I do love how he presents. I'm sorry that you're suffering here with me this morning, but I'm telling you, it is it is a privilege just to be in partner with with somebody that is that is different. And, and and I hope this is making sense, but the 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 fact that these natives from from Rome are being a ministry or a that mini, they're ministering to Paul is phenomenal. Well, they're making tents. Well they're just doing their own occupation. they find out that between them and Paul there is a connection. And as the ten maker deals, you know, the, oh he he liked what let me serve. Oh, he liked what I like, so let me let, let, let me just be there. You don't hear much about them, but I'm telling you, that church, First Corinthians, you know, that the current church would have been nothing without these couples. They were like the Holy Spirit. There's not a lot of mentions, but you know that their occupation. Was engaged without a doubt from the calling that they receive, a hundred percent. It's is fascinated how they engaged later on with uh, uh Paulos, great evangelist. I mean, I I you need to study those those couples. They they don't took the role. No, Apollos was on fire. The guy is sharing gospel, very energetic. The guy knew, he, like he knew his calling, but you know what they did? Support. So again, while God is calling you to go to plant the next church, find those things and your relationships that need to shift just a, a little bit to, to like get there. I mean, send there. If you're receiving the call, man, to like do something else, then this is the time when you are function as Brazila and Aquila, just to like, hey, honey, what is the deal? Why we cannot work things together? I mean, it's, I mean I'm not saying that you guys are not, but, I'm, you know, like, what is the areas that I don't love myself enough to be able to love my neighbor? I shall love the neighbor as your own self, you know. What is the areas that I need to engage in my life to just make this uh, happen? There's there's so much. Romans sixteen three to five. I want to be wrapping here now. A... Romans sixteen three to five. So Paul is uh, uh, you know he's saying bye bye, great Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ, my helpers in Christ. Listen, they laid their life for for his pastor. Without complain, without drama, but it, in missions, the day of today, we hear news all the time. People they left and because they were not able to, to uh work in the that intimacy that, that time that one flush that I was talking early because they were not able to to penetrate that that you know area the only god can can work and, and to just resolve problems like i said not only intimacy work here but like that one flush re- require more than intimacy it's not just sex it's just a relationship with christ It's when you come naked to the lord and say lord i just can't do this I can just not love my wife because I don't love myself. So then, my, the one flush is not working right now. So then, there's no fruit in my ministry because my marriage is not in is not in bond. It's not representing that first calling up in Genesis. The one flush because we're we're tied to other things, man. We need to be able to communicate, and that is critical. So, but look what Paul says in verse four: Who? who have, for my life, laid down their own necks. I'm telling you, these people laid everything down for his pastor. Can you be a person that laid down your life for your pastor, that pray for your pastor, that that really put it all until God called you? Because I assume if, if you're sitting here, if you're attending, we are expecting a call from God for the utmost. Maybe it's an international step. Maybe it's just Portland. It's around the, the corner, but it's not just Portland. It looks different. There's another culture there, I assume. I don't know. I mean, I saw pictures, and it looks beautiful. But I'm telling you, reaching people in those areas, it, it can be difficult. But, man, laying their life, your own next is into whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Like when, when, when people can say, as, man, Priscilla and Aquila, James and Rosie, Nailene and Will, Sander, and, I mean, I mean it, oh, they were a blessing for the churches. You knew that they were engaged with the call that they receive, because it's easy to support. I mean often people want to go and like, hey i think god is calling me and they go to some other place and there's just problems and, and then now the pastor is just dealing with with the people that he already know and there's so much drama and it's like well i thought you left that behind you remember the the man leave his his mother and his father and they cleave into who well that never took place probably the mom and dad still here in the back of the head you know the the, the, the crying baby is still here in the heart. So then, then you're in the mission and now Pastor Zo is just counseling, counseling, counseling. And, and you know what happened? The gospel stops because now the pastor is just busy running uh, in internal agendas being, you know. And, and so again, managing marriage for missions is start by loving yourself first to, to be that one and then we got the rest. Likewise, great, right, the church that is in their house. So let me make a pause here just to be, be wrapping. But, but look at this, the church that is in their house. Which house? So last night, we're, we're in the lobby. And then uh, we were talking and uh, James and I, were like, hey, so, hey, we need to do something. So we went and, and we did a little bit of church in his house. House was ready. We all show up. I got some some tacos and we we did a couple jokes and talk about the missions, how things were for us, how busy we were, how we've and then we got a little bit of you know accountability things and but man, uh, that's why I'm kind of picky with the role of my wife in the house. I I'm the guy that want to make sure that I'm taking care of of. of First of all, on my call, but the set of rules that God give to men are, are a little different from the expectation of the on, on on the female. That's why marriage is so critical. But I'm picky in my in my home because to me, my house is a church. It's where people come to get counseling. It's where my kids play with other kids and they they get together. If you so think about it. if you can have a house that that represents that that mission they got give that that calling, but there's people who cannot receive people because the house is just a mess. like you just cannot function and and these couples again, ten makers had a house ready had a church plant in their own house. they're just functioning as a pastor's they were not pastors or, or he was not pastor. But you know what they did? Support his pastor. Oh, the house was always open. And I love the dynamic that they have. These just validate the fact that we all have a call. It is possible to do missions with him being marriage. But you have to manage that aspect of your rules, roles and responsibilities find your role in life, what is the area in ministry, my wife and I just do things different in this church, she does translation, she takes care of the children, she uh, help, she's discipling uh, ladies in our church, in Spanish and in English, and my role is totally different, but combined, we just we just get it done, and there's a lot of areas that we're still working, but, but think about it, there's, there's examples in my life that I need for that reason. Find, find your Priscilla's and Aquila's as you go. Don't stick with the same person that you already know. I mean, I always counsel marriage people, hey, you got married, you know, separate just, just a tiny bit. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you to leave all your, uh, your friend, but, but, find those other couples who can invest in your life learn from other couples see see, see where you are. but if you stay with just with the same group of newbies and and well you're not getting the proof of being married because there's a lot of struggles and things that, they they happen you know but it's important what about decisions budgets improve your health we can can you make changes can we make changes? Like, can we can we just make changes that really improve that love from thyself? Like, man, I, I need to get it done. If I'm going to to Portland, man, what is the things that my family need right now? We talk about character here in the first nine Wednesday. Phenomenal. Man, hitting things and, and things that were not given to the Lord, man, let, let that thing go, right? We talked about virtue last night. Holy smoke! I mean, really, it doesn't. That's an exam that we all have to take daily. It, it is important. And 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 I close with this verse. that They put it out there. I'm not reading it, but but Second uh, uh, Corinthians four, you know, talk about uh, the hidden things, dishonesty, no walking in craftiness, no handling the word of God. I mean. Uh, 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 because I don't want to preach what they preached last night. But man, let, those, those three things really got me. You know, our doctrine needs to be in the, in, in the area that we want. I mean, unless unless we, we don't sacrifice that calling, this is a reality in our life. And we all, everyone has been called to reproduce what God gave us. Marriage. James, that's the last one that I have. But marriage is the mission for missions. Yes, I don't give you a full theology of marriage because that that was not a goal. This is not a goal of of missions. But man, let's extend our hearts. Why is that I don't love myself so much that I can go and love my neighbor? What is that weakness that I'm handling? Man, like why? What? Why? So, so can I share this, but with, with a very humble heart. But for, and I assume everyone knows here. But we got a class in our in our church, Taya. You know, they're young, young, young adults. They they go college, but it is ridiculous how many people get saved in that ministry. I mean, ridiculous. In the name of Jesus, right? I'm no, I'm 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 not trashing this. So hear me out. It is ridiculous how many people get baptized daily. Well, I mean, not, not daily, but like daily in our services. It is insane the amount of lives that are being transformed because they're, they're calling when these kids are getting saved. I mean, kids, no, uh, young adults. When they get saved, man, they just are buy-in. And of course, you got all these jewels and guys trying to get married and all that stuff that will shift a little bit later on right but but my goodness that calling is no it's not a it's not an f they just engage and and then on the other hand you know we got adult classes that we're truly struggle getting them out because we spend a little bit of time managing you know it it, it gets it, it gets hard so if you get those so if you can get those adjustments early man when you get married it is easy it's never going to be easy but it's easier or or you know it gets a little bit better but i don't know if that makes sense listen um if you're not married please understand that marriage is going to be your first missions the gospel will go anywhere if you're not marrying with the mentality to please your, your, your uh, spouse. And then if you're marriage, yo, before you're thinking about the next country or the next place, get the heart of your wife or your spouse, vice versa, in the right place. Win the heart of the person that is sharing life with you because otherwise we will suck and it will be very difficult. Bro, I don't know what's next here, do we got questions? Q and A. I don't have all the answers. I can Google. Let me pull up uh, my phone. But I don't know. So, so you know what? Maybe a comment. Um, you know, bro. Let me. Can I borrow you for a second? So just just come over here because I think this is. The, so I thought you were going to stay in your church, but now that I got you here, I I think I would like to know just a testimony. Yes. So, I I I would like to hear you in Trump. Like how these apply because you're and we got young people listening to this somewhere and, and here obviously, but how is this relate to what you're doing right now? Because you got a wife, you got uh, multiple children. Yeah. So how'd that look like if, 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 if I can abuse you here?
0: Yeah. All right. Um, well, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I I'm married 14 years this year. Praise the Lord for that. I did not start marriage right. Um, I got married and then I got discipled. So I brought a lot of baggage into my marriage. Uh, My poor doctrine, my poor behavior, pornography, substance abuse. And so within the first year of marriage, I had done enough damage that it's taken us a long time to unpack and fix a lot of that. Uh, We got marriage counseling, I got discipled, you know. I don't think if it was, if it wasn't for prayer and fasting, I don't know that we would have made it. So. Uh, my, whatever I'm doing right now is just truly God's grace and a lot of desperation at ridiculous times in my marriage. Not in the name of Jesus, always. Um, but since then, you know, I'm a pastor now. Uh, I trained for ministry. Through that, we were repairing our marriage, growing. Uh, we're still not perfect. Just like you said, there are hard times that we, you have to figure out. And marriage is something that Satan will use to destroy you. Uh, He knows your weaknesses. You fortify yourself against the obvious sins, your weaknesses, accountability. But he always knows the target that will get you. And for me, at times, that marriage can be um, that target. I feel totally disarmed when my marriage isn't right. Uh, I feel like if I have to preach and I'm not right with my wife, I'm like desperate to, we'll stay up all night and fix this, whatever it is, because I can't stand in front of people if we're not doing well. And so for me, it is disarming to my ministry and I need incredible accountability. I'm thankful, this is why I'm sitting in on this session because I need the reminder that as I'm going to the field, my marriage is important. And I got to move from I'm uh, from First Baptist New Philly, uh, from there to Georgia. And I've been in, in Atlanta for six years. Um, doing that within the states, not being in charge of planning a new church was really good for me. Uh, and for us to move away from our families and still kind of a controlled environment where, you know, I wasn't totally responsible. I did youth ministry. So there was a senior pastor. He took the flack. Joe McCaig was that guy. I stirred the pot. and He dealt with a lot of things. Right. So during that time, I'd say that was significantly important for us to forge our relationship and have to just fix, figure each other out even more because we didn't have peers. I moved to a church that I didn't know anybody in. I didn't know who to trust. And uh, people quickly left. That's a whole nother story. There's uh, things that were happening that we've had to figure out how to trust each other. And um, uh, we've learned a lot of lessons through that, through the accountability of being on staff. We've been to several marriage conferences. I highly recommend Wedstrong. Even if, whether things are good or bad, you know, just go. Eventually they'll be bad. And you're going to need to dig up what was that stuff that I learned at Wedstrong or whatever. Uh, invest in your marriage, spend time together. Uh, Even today at this conference my wife and I have been basically in two different directions the whole time and we're going to try to get some time together today and we have kids we're here without our kids so she's an extrovert she's like oh you know all the ladies and all the things and all the stuff and I want her to have that but we start to feel the strain of already even being disconnected from wait a minute we're supposed to be spending time together so um, if you're going to go to the field you've got to have a good marriage. And you've got to make it a priority on the field. And this class, even today, I'm thankful for the reminder for me is that when I get there, I have to focus on my calling. So, just something that I've been wrestling with and going to Portland is reading through the missionary journeys. What did Paul do? And I want to replicate that, be as biblical as possible in my missions, right? But I've uh, got permission yesterday morning, I think, from the Lord in the singles class. I'll, I'll oddly enough, to abide in my calling. And I am married. I have children. I can't do what Paul did exactly. And I have to figure out how to be a husband, how to be a father, how to plant a church. And maybe that looks different than what I see in Scripture. Uh, Paul's life is descriptive of how the Lord led him. It's not prescriptive of what we have to do. So something I'm learning this week, Brian Clark gave me a lot of uh, liberty just yesterday in our, whenever it was, our pastor's lunch to just say, just do whatever, Just follow the Lord and do it that way. And so um, you have to prioritize whatever calling you're in. If it's a career, um, you have to be a good servant. You know, the Bible gives specific instruction to fathers, parents, all of that. And so um, it's easy as a man, especially, or if your support's on the line or people are watching you, are you going to be fruitful to just focus on work? Because that's one of the first things God built us for. You have to work but that quickly usurps your other responsibilities that to Will's point, uh, validate your ministry. And I would say give power to your ministry. If you have a grieved Holy Spirit because you're bitter against your wife, the Bible says, husbands, be not bitter against your wives. You're not gonna be fruitful. You're not gonna have a discerning voice. You're not gonna have clear vision on what to do and you're gonna flounder. And so we have to, I appreciate your point where you said um, we need to communicate well As men especially, you know, we're like really simple kind of grunting, chanting conversations with our wife, and we just expect they understand what we're saying, and we have to actually talk and have all the conversations, and it takes longer than we maybe wanted to, and it deals with our childhood and all kinds of weird stuff that our wives are drawing out of us, and we're like, I didn't want to come to counseling. I just wanted to fix this issue, but marriage is counseling, and if you'll let your wife, if she's listening to the Holy Spirit, Sorry, I'm just speaking as a man. Um, she she's gonna be rebuking you at times that you probably need, and she needs to be doing that in respect. But um, if if you're the only opinion that wins, you know you're you're not you don't have a partnership. So I appreciate the the Quill and Priscilla thing with thinking about missions. What does it look like for a very small organization to function? And if my wife and I can't function together in the church in our home, thought oh, man, we're gonna have a distorted church. So um I'm learning, man. I'm thankful. I did not expect to have it
1: set here. Yeah, we uh do we got any question though or, or maybe a uh, comment that you you hey you know this is where God have me or I don't know. Yes. Yeah and that's a testimony for Nassis that you know is missing that 50 percent you know that one flush that b- biting so we need to pray for that because that's that's what happened i'm I'm humbly saying thank you just because it take a humble heart just to share that that's that's maybe your story right now but i know god can change that it, it is and it it's a testimony because if we just sit down here or stand up here just to to review and say the, the 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 hard things but not to get real i mean we we got a sister, the desire, just a healthy one flush, you know, one one way to just receive that that calling. So we, we we need to pray for that, yeah, bro. So, so. Well, in my part, and I'll let James talk here in a second, but in my part is just the the accountability part, because that's what I was saying early when you're out there in Pakistan and it's just James and Rosie and the living room like you know there's not a church there's no what we have then i think you you need to resolve that one flush aspect that i was talking that that situation where, where you have to be one bonded because otherwise then emissions get crazy and and i i don't doubt for a second bro you want to talk about this i don't know if you have some come but like i don't doubt for a second that pakistan pulled both of them up in a hard thing but man the, the, uh, to me, it's just the accountability that, you know, yeah, we got books, you got Bibles, you got all that, but at the end of the day, if you're not accountable to each other, you know, or, I mean, I don't know if I get your, your question. Is that, uh, James?
2: People Missionaries and people generally say that missions is a pressure cooker. Yeah, it would be good. But I would say mm-hmm. even if you're pressing further into the mission, it's a pre- it becomes more of a pressure cooker. You att- attract more attention of the enemy, you know, and, you, and so, so marriages are tough on the mission field. To Thomas's point, uh, I would say you you prepare by investing a lot on the front side before you get on the field. Right? You go out. well, I don't need wed strong? My wed my my wed is strong. Well, then you need wed stronger, right? Like you do actually do because there's things you need to build in preemptively. You need to take some principle into your marriage and into the mission field and set some 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 strong you know guidelines like i think all of us would say well divorce is not an option right now that's a hard principle that we're going to hold to in our marriage but then you go well okay we won't get divorced but but i'm fine with hating you well hating is not an option right not communicating is not an option like I, you have to have a principle that says all things can be worked out right so this, this is our beginning principle now sometimes we just need to sit down and work it out because it's something dumb sometimes we need a more prayer to, we need to bring the spirit in like there's some really dumb things that if you're married you know you don't have to pray about everything you're like just put your shoes away right and that'll work out that problem but like there's no prayer for that sometimes i got to bring the spirit in sometimes i got to bring other people in now specifically there aren't as many resources i think there are things you can find that are that are out there but i think for us probably the greatest thing that 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 helped us maintain a strong marriage on the mission field was being intentional about being friends and really just pushing into a friendship because that's going to help resolve some of these other things like i'm not going to hate her for friends and i'm not going to stop talking to her for friends so we scheduled we didn't have a babysitter we couldn't actually get real date nights but we would schedule like in-house date nights and game time where we would just like put the kids to bed and do things together like we're just going to play and we're going to do you know things that that are going to build us as friends
3: um because you have to be everything for each other nowadays i feel like you do have access to a lot of resources that everyone has access to here you just might not have the in-person one-on-one face-to-face things but um we made it a point to um be friends it's like everything that he needed a guy friend for go out and do something crazy, go out and have fun, go, you know, whatever. Well, I needed to be that for him, and so I needed to get out of my comfort zone and do stupid stuff and that I didn't really want to do or be like, you know, um, because I, I didn't, I don't want him running off to find that with anybody else. I want it to be me, you know. I don't. I want him to find safety in me and our relationship and our time together if he wants to go do anything fun, it better be me. (laughs) So, um, so that was what we, we worked really hard for that whole year. We were on deputation and we just really invested in our relationship and our friendship because I mean, I'll be honest and say he was not my best friend when we got married. Um, but we had to work for that. Um, and so, yeah, there's, yeah, I would definitely work with him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad. Hey. But
1: I'm glad got you your best best friends. Don't don't kiss, right? So we. Well, that's a good day. I mean, you don't yes. you best friends. Right? I mean,
3: but it's 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 intentionality. You need to be intentional about your friendship with your spouse and your relationship with them. So yeah, we did specifically set aside time to do Bible together, to watch someone's sermon from back home, to stay tuned into the body that we came from. Um, to play games, to watch movies, to, you know, just be intentional about your, our relationship.
2: And also, if you're on the field, there's a lot of value in uh, going and and getting to wed strong or getting, you know, breaks, getting off the field. We were in a place that was really hard to so getting breaks. So if you're on the field, don't be afraid to ask your supporters to support you, you know, fully. Meaning, Oh, well, we're gonna invest in your work, but we're not gonna invest in you as a couple. Well, that doesn't work as a supporter. Supporters have to be on board with supporting you as a couple too, which means I want people that are gonna be okay when I send a, a message home and say, we're gonna be in Thailand for the next two weeks. We're taking a vacation. They're like, well, we're not paying for vacation. Well, then don't support us. Because if we don't do that, we break. And if we break, there's no mission that you think you're supporting. And so if I say, hey, we're gonna fly back, to Nashville, because we're going to go to Wedstrong this year. I think that's something you just want to budget and, and expect that people are mature enough to invest in that. It's not everyone, not everyone is actually
3: schedule it. You don't want to wait until you're at that breaking point schedule in rest for your family, your family unit, whatever, if that's kids or no kids, just schedule it in that way. It's something when it is hard, you have that little thing, that little break and that little rest to look forward to. So.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've deployed a couple times in the military and the first time my wife and I were engaged, uh, we spent 14 months apart she did a mission.
2: If that makes sense. Yeah, you all go into it together. And if you're planning right, you're getting your family, your wife, your kids on board with, yeah, bringing in this new new. So you're all starting together. But, you know, having been on the field as a single, uh I had nothing else to think about before I went and while I was there preparing to get on the field as a mission as a married man was totally different now I got to consider a wife. now I got to consider kids I got to consider you know I'm required to consider their safety and all of these other things so um yeah we had to work through that and talk through those things together uh I think there's a whole new dynamic it is a different dynamic going with a life and and, and and kids and it is going single but Yeah, if you're wise, you're going to build those things together, build those rhythms together, build out those schedules together. Also, if you're wise, um, you know, you're going to realize that keeping your wife, you know, safe, healthy, happy is is a really, really important thing. I, I learned that real quick that if she breaks down, then we break down. And and Pakistan, in particular, is a hard place to be a woman. And so, you know, we had to make some cultural adjustments in order for her to be to be able to stay there long term right so i had to i had to, to build some of those things that we're out of time so we need details there we can fill in on that tomorrow but yes and no all, all you have is christ and if you're in that together you're like all we have is christ and we can do this um but there's there's a lot going on in my mind as a husband wasn't there as a single guy all right lunch is across the street back at the mire and then uh after that i think it's nap time because everybody's tired more hangout there's a lot of hangouts going on too love you guys we'll see you tomorrow or this evening 6 30.
0: we hope this message was a blessing to you if you're interested in learning more about the living faith fellowship visit lffellowship.com
3: god bless